Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and a regular guest, RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. RJ, we did it. We made it. The summer yeah. is over. The fall is over. The season is... Yeah. Uh... It's uh, full-on winter here, so... <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt, so you know it's winter time. <laughs> yeah, I know it's here. It was plus 12 today, but when they call Ooh. it a Chinook, which mm-hmm. refers to a, a warmer wind coming across the mountains, that means that it's supposed to be cold, so that's a clear indication that it's winter here. But yeah. I've, um, yeah, the last two Mondays I've cross country skied in, uh, in Camor. How did it feel? So, uh, actually, maybe three times already. Yeah, the first time was awesome because there was a bit of fresh snow. And the second time was hard because, uh, it was quite a slushy. And then the third time it was slushy during the day. Yeah, it must have been three times slushy during the day, but then it froze up at night. So it made me think a lot about uh, JT Bow and uh, Anansi. <laughs> That's probably exactly what I look like. Uh, Although, well, yeah, even on best snow days, I <laughs> probably still look like that a bit. But uh, well, you're doing better yeah, than us. So. Yep, as far as winter goes, you, you have the, no snow yet. No, no snow yet. No, we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We did actually. <laughs> was it last? Was it last Christmas? Yeah, I, I remember think, you said you had yeah. Yeah, we snow. actually we did have snow. Yep. So uh, who knows? Did Maybe you actually verify that it was real snow and not it somebody was, just spraying it, some? It, uh, was, some foam? it was real snow. It was real snow. <laughs> um, this was not this was not the Disney snow where they they mixed the soap and water and sprayed out in the air and so it looks like snow. Anyway, this is the real stuff. Um, but speaking of snow, biathletes were racing in mm-hmm. real races, you know, recently. So, you know, the, the world cup season is a week away yeah. a week from yesterday is our first race. That almost seems impossible. Yeah. And I, um, I haven't seen recently, but a couple of, was it a week ago or so? It didn't really look like the snow was really good there yet, but, uh, I think they do the same as Camor where they save snow yeah. from last year and then mix it with uh man-made snow. Yeah, it's so, been. I'm it sure looks it like it's been cold enough, you know, because mm. I've got you know checking out on the app. It looks like it's been cold enough, so they should be able yeah, to. Yeah, if I remember correctly, a guy in uh, camera was saying that even if it's a couple of degrees above zero, they can still make snow. Yeah, yeah there we go. But uh, it might differ in different climates, but. Well, look right on time. Supposed to snow. Supposed to snow on Wednesday. Oh, there you go. Yep. And it'll definitely be chilly. So, well, um, if anybody is just listening to this for the first time, all off season, they missed everything we did during the off season. We, we didn't have a bunch of shows, but we had some good ones. We had interviews with uh, Emma Lunder and Claire Egan and Matthias Ahrens and um, Hannah Kavinger and Nicholas Hartfeg and Scott Gow. And Scott. Uh, yep. And Scott Gow. Yep. So, um, it was a it was a pretty pretty busy pretty high quality uh, off season for us. We we appreciated all of those athletes and individuals and coaches for for joining us and uh, giving us their time. And in most instances, they gave us probably far far more time than we deserved, and they way more time than they anticipated when they agreed to it. Yeah. No. It was it was really uh, 
yeah, pretty much everybody was was just so generous with with their time and 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 yeah. I really enjoyed um when when you talk to people in the off season, you end up talking about more topics that are maybe not directly related to biathlon mm-hmm. or in the sense of directly mm-hmm. related to the races and that kind of thing where um I don't know that yeah, we had some very interesting topics where we went into a lot of details about non-biathlon related stuff. So totally agree. Um, right. If and, you, and, uh, and I think need to get through the last week, then I recommend browsing uh, quickly through the, some of the descriptions and pick out a few if, that uh, you might find interesting. If you start the minute you finish this podcast and you only take a break to listen to the other podcasts we're going to publish this week, you may be able to finish them by the Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. yeah, each one of those was two parts, except for Claire Egan, which was three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which tells you something about the duration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember somewhere somewhere about two thirds or three quarters of the way through, it, Claire Egan started laughing and says, "Who's going to listen to this? Because it's so long." But <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, we should probably we never do this, and I, I don't know. I also find it weird to ask for, but uh, I hear it on so many other podcasts, so. If you uh, if you haven't subscribed to us yet and you enjoy our podcast, apparently it does matter. <laughs> I have no idea how it affects our yeah, our sure. ratings and everything. But yeah, if you if you uh, find a, a star where you can click on, yeah, we would appreciate it. If you if we'll you like take us, any stars, but, us but five and, yeah. five would be better than one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the subscription apparently helps us uh, get noticed uh, yeah. for other people as well. So, and well, if right. you know, that's all good. Yeah, if you don't like it, then whatever, you know. Thank you for listening and, and spending your time with <laughs> yeah, us, and, and uh, hopefully we made you laugh at some point. I just wanted to mention that, obviously, I've not been very active on social media because it just got to the point where, A, I just didn't have the time for it, and B, especially the Twitter or X now, um, it's kind of nothing to do with the people on there um, in the biathlon community, but it's starting to rub me the wrong way how uh, – our friend Musk is is managing it, so uh, that also kind of pushed me away from it a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's just been uh, a super busy uh, summer, so my apologies for not posting more analysis and that kind of thing. But uh, I have been working on some stuff recently, so you'll see something in the uh, Biathlon Insider on uh, from the IBU and hopefully publishing a little bit that I'll talk about later as well. So. So, um, in, in addition to what RJ said, like, you know, I'm still, I'm still over there on Twitter, just cause I'm addicted to it. And, but I, you know, I have had conflicting thoughts about it. Right. Cause, uh, like RJ said, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, Mr. Musk's, uh, anyway, don't need to get into all that, but, um, I did, uh, for anybody who's interested, start a, uh, account for the podcast on blue sky and on threads. So, uh, you can find us there. I'll be posting all the podcasts and, and information and, uh, if RJ posts something, maybe for people that lived under a rock, are they? What are they associated oh, with? They are. They are just. They are completely. They're sort of like Twitter, but just by different companies. So okay, yeah. So so they, you know, Blue Sky. You'll see will look pretty much exactly like Twitter, except it's uh, just a different company. Um, and Threads is associated with uh, with Instagram. Um, so aka uh, Facebook. Facebook, exactly. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't remember the parent, whatever their their <laughs> big name is now. Um, 
So uh, anyway, so we're over there, and uh, if RJ posts something, I'll make sure it gets posted to those accounts. Podcasts, my stuff, they all get all get posted <laughs> over there. Easily say therefore does three posts in the next year. Next year. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> You're so when we look ahead to this upcoming season, uh, I kind of wanted to start by quickly. In whatever form that means, uh, recapping last season, um, if that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was going to start with the men, and uh, and uh, I guess Johannes Tingnesbo was the men's season with his just phenomenal record. Um, I mean, he he won what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, every race that he lined up for, basically. Yeah. Um, really, it seemed like the only thing that could stop him was him not racing for COVID because he had this enormous string of wins. He, he didn't win twice in honesty because of icy conditions and bad skis, but still finished in second place, right? Or I third place. Say, yeah. He's still um, rolling off an, another huge string of wins. Uh, didn't win every race at, at worlds, but did great. He missed two races in Ostersund because of COVID and then came back in Oslo and won the last three races. So, um, it's, I, you know, it, probably the greatest season we're ever going to see, unless, of course, he beats it this year. Yeah, and I really hope not. Yeah, I mean... I have one, one doom scenario in my head that yeah, if yeah. Uh, JT Bo has already secured the globe with uh, the North American yeah. uh, sides to go, then I don't know if he's going to show up. Which well, if he might not show up. Really a shame. A couple other guys might not show up if they have no chance of getting there. And yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not gonna I mean, happen. in the end, it's <clears throat> way more fun to have a tight race. But yeah, I, um, they had races last weekend, I think, in Idre. Yeah. And then in somewhere oh, no. in, no, in Norway. Swedish, in yeah. Norway. And yeah. I saw that he had, well, for the sprint at least, he had one penalty and Ligrid had zero yet. JT Bell was still 21 seconds ahead. And yes. I'm like, oh, that's, uh, <laughs> I don't right. think many it, things have changed. No, that is one race in preseason. I get it. But um, when I saw that, I was like, oh. Yeah. And what I was going to say continue is that, where like, we left you off. Know, at some point in the future, we'll talk about the, uh, the, the issue with waxing. But these are the top two guys on the top team with the best waxers. So you're not mm. really going to get a more equitable situation than that. And he still I don't dusted know, because if so? I remember correctly, uh, JT Bowes and Fisher and uh, oh, Ligrid is they... on um, Solomon, I think. Oh, no, I thought they were, I thought they were on, on the same. Oh, what's that? that uh, can't think of it now, but uh, it's a brand that's been around for a very long time. Anyway, it will pop in my head, but um, well, there you go. he's on different skis. So apparently, okay. I always thought um, when I was really into waxing and stuff that that didn't really matter that much but yeah apparently every different type of ski has uh or brand of ski has different type of wax and grinding and who knows what all the terms are but um it's it's not necessarily a one-on-one even if they would both have feature but then still weight and size plays a role of course but uh i would assume that it would be a little bit closer but yeah so because i don't know if you recall the uh the race in on the sea again where he was skating all over the place, and then people, especially on non-feature skis, yes. were doing yes. a lot better, right? So, yep, yep. Hmm. 
No, I I just uh, for whatever reason I guess I assumed that both he and uh, Lagard were on the Fisher's keys. No, I should no. know this. So um, anyway, regardless, he looks he looks stronger than than you know. I guess shouldn't say stronger than ever because he was incredibly strong last year, but he looks like he's more than up to the task of uh, you know being the fastest man in the field. Because mm-hmm. those other the other guys he was racing against they're not slow pokes, right? These are these are going to be some well, of the fastest yeah. man in the World Cup, right? Yeah. So. Um, and I must admit that I still feel for the dominant season of uh, QFM yeah. that JT Bo's absence played a big role in that. Not yeah. not just I'm not saying that JT Bo would have beat him, but I think that also gave QFM a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, uh, I don't want to take anything away from that. Yeah, yeah, and, and 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 that's actually a really good point of you know of of moving into kind of what happened with him last season too is that too, he won the Crystal Globe in in 2022 the 21 22 season and then comes back last year and really from the start just didn't look the same he was to sort of take his whole level and just drop it down yeah right? um, but that you, it it seemed that that confidence was just not there. Exactly. Yeah. Cause, and that's, and that's exactly what I was going to say is that even, even like he just didn't have the same panache, right? So like he's out there on the, on the course and he didn't have the same, you know, the same fight, you know, going after mm-hmm. guys and that he had, um, cause he seemed like cocky, not like in a bad way, maybe sometimes, but uh, in his crystal globe winning season, like he definitely yeah. was, he was, he had some attitude, right? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, it, it just wasn't, wasn't present last year. And, Maybe he just didn't have the form. Maybe JT being incredible. Maybe all of the extra commitments he had from being the the overall globe winner, you know, played a role. But certainly, well, was I would not think the that it's more pressure yeah. maybe coming in as the the globe <clears throat> winner from the previous season. Right. Yeah. Certainly not the defense he was looking for. Right. I so I just looked up his stats actually, and uh, so I, I I should say it was mostly his skiing that fell off because he shot the exact same shooting percentage overall oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. 88.6 both years it's <laughs> kind of crazy but there's also the speed right so yes exactly yeah 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 but um, uh, that's a great derailing of your uh <laughs> your first topic <laughs> yeah it's pretty impressive right so we i made this nice little outline we we did this back in the past we used to make these outlines and mm-hmm. um <laughs> and uh we stopped doing it and, uh, <laughs> and this time we made it 12 minutes in before we, we totally uh, went off the rails. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But I think if you were going to right, if you're going to list like the top three athletes from the men, right, it's going to be JT bow and Lagrid and, or Lagrid and, and, uh, and QFM. Um, so I, say the top year, I would have, I would, I would, I would say, no, no, I was going to say, I was going to say the top three that people are going to look for the top three that people are going to care oh, okay. about yeah, the, yeah. Top, the top three names. Um, I shouldn't say athletes. It's the top three names. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, it kind of makes sense then that we would, we would lead off with where they were. <clears throat> Otherwise, I mean, last year, I think for the men was all about the Norwegians. Didn't they put like four in the top five? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, yeah. So it was crazy. Yeah. Um, anybody else from the men that you thought of? Well, it's it's kind of jumping ahead as well, um, but I I'm really really curious about uh, 
Emilia and Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Which that that thing that he stepped out of a race that was the season prior to that, right? Wasn't last year? Was season before? Or not? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. And then it was last a couple year, years ago. he had the whole, you know, where in on a sea he was like, remember that? Was it? Uh, I don't know if it was a sprint or not, but he right from the start he was like it full was, out. Yeah, the mass start. Yeah, but the. Didn't really work out for him. <laughs> and, then the, and then the Norwegian, I like I, the Norwegian almost, powertrain, like caught up to him and yeah. just like skied right by. But it just feels like it's <clears> getting <throat> to the point where if he again has a, a season like that, where he has yeah. races with four or five misses, mm-hmm. that might be. I, it's not that I've read anything, but um, I can't imagine that he can keep. Uh, motivating himself for another season if if you know you have three in a row where it's just all over the place and mentally seem to be in a bit of a odd space and i, I didn't finish the reason uh the season last year either right yeah i think early pretty early in the second trimester he just he hit the eject button and yeah and uh and to be honest, like he probably maybe that was a good decision for him right he just needed some time we yeah. talked to Nicholas Hartveg about it and how good it was for him physically to recover and maybe Jacqueline just needed the same thing mentally just to get away yeah. from everything for a while and and uh, not be a biathlete but just to be a human being um, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody follows his personal photography Instagram page but it's very good and it looks like he spent a lot of time there um, updating the page and um, so hopefully that was really good for him but I, you know I agree right so if he's I guess two seasons ago, right? So the first trimester uh, where QFM went on to win, right? Because it was, I think Jacqueline actually had the overall lead leaving the first trimester mm-hmm. and um, and obviously didn't keep it. And, and you know, at that point, it looked like he was going to be able to contend for the overall. Maybe that's just not who he's going to be. Maybe he is just going to be one of those guys who is able to have the great race and then, <laughs> then other times... Shoots yeah. 40% and, and, and sort of packs it in. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was uh, better with the old system where you could scrap two races, but I think yeah, for I'm, him so far in general, uh, he has more than two bad races, but yeah. Yeah. But, he still is. Uh, yeah. Fasc- the other fascinating though. Right. I mean, cause you never don't know what we're going to see. Right. Yeah, I know. And he has the potential for sure. Mm-hmm. He's shown that. So, oh no, I was going to say the other thing was, um, I think last year I was really anticipating uh, Samuelson to to do really well. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the first race, but I know there was a race fairly early in the season where him and Ponsaloma went out well ahead of the pack right mm-hmm. from the start. Um, and I think they, I'm not sure if one of them won, but I think they did fairly well. But uh, yeah, during the, during the season, it didn't really work out. And I don't think he was uh, a threat for... A big part now, of course, that didn't help that JT Bow had his uh, <laughs> his crazy season. But uh, so yeah, those were the ones uh, on the higher end, I guess, that stood out. Yeah, on top I, of know, my head, Samuelson again, another one of those guys. He's still only twenty six, which seems young to me because mm-hmm. I feel like he's been around for a decade already. Right, um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, it would. He definitely, it was a successful season because he won a handful of medals at the world mm-hmm. championships. So that's always right. a good year. But I think in the overall, it was his worst finish since uh, 
2019-2020. Um, he had a couple right. of top six overall finishes, and last year was outside the top 10. So it was definitely not what he was looking for from from that perspective. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, honestly, I think it was like, the best that Sweden did on a world championship. It was. Yeah, it was kind of surprising because they didn't have a lot of success going into it. But um, yeah, you know, and, and, and he just didn't, he just wasn't there, right? He just didn't play a role in a lot of the races. Mm-hmm. It was, it, you know, he lined up and you would, you would see him and he still looked like Samuelson until the racing started and then he didn't, and he just wasn't, yeah. wasn't a factor. Um, little sidetrack again. Yeah. Um, there is a link on Biathlon World that um, highlights a show on the Swedish TV, but which is mm-hmm. available with English subtitling. Uh, you don't have to use any VP, VPN or anything. You can just watch it from anywhere. And it's basically um, a camera crew following the Swedish team, not just on the World Cups, but also in training and that kind of thing. And I only watched the first episode, but I thought it was really interesting to see um, kind of a behind the scenes look on what goes on. Like, like we, uh, you and I like to talk about with athletes, like what happens outside of the world cup. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I definitely recommend it to, uh, to watch. And, uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a link on biathlon, um, world.com. Yeah. I have not had a chance to check it out yet, but everything I've seen and, and RJ, like he, he pointed out to me as soon as he started watching it the other day. And so definitely go check it out. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other thing that, you know, from last year with the men was, uh, you know, we saw Nicholas Hartvig and, and Giacomel have right. the, uh, yeah. the, the blue bay brace that, that went down to the very last race. I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was thrilling. We talked at length about that with, uh, with Nicholas Hartvig. So definitely go check out that interview. But, uh-huh. um, it was, these were two men who were not from, they weren't from Norway. They weren't from France. They weren't from Germany, and they were fighting for the the U twenty five. And it was really exciting to see. So mm-hmm. hopefully, we see them both come back just as strong as they were last year and and battle it out and prove you know that you know there's going to be some some new faces, some new flags that you see in the next uh, the next generation of men's biathlon. Question for you? Yes. Um, and I'm not even sure about his name anymore. But two seasons ago, there was a young Norwegian was it Bakken Bakken who then yep. got yep. quite sick last yes. season mm-hmm. wasn't there the whole year have mm-hmm. you read anything about him he's back training so he is okay. back training and I haven't read anything about him racing yet but I did see him back training so um and that was within the last like two to three months so that is uh that's good optimistic anyway even if he doesn't you know I don't know if he's training with the A team but just the fact that the is healthy yeah. enough to train is a that's great, great more news. important thing, right? Absolutely. Yep. Um, so jumping over to the women, uh, we obviously had Julia Simone who kind of capitalized on her potential, went from being uh, a little bit of a boomer bust with her shooting and became quite consistent. Um, mm. Rode that. A little uh, bit like uh, Jacqueline. Eh? I mean, they're not yeah. no, 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 similar I, I, personalities, but she was yeah. also, she always had the potential. So Yes, exactly. Yep. So, um, and, and she was always fast shooting was up and down last year. She shot like 88, 89% and her prone shooting was amazing. And, uh, I mean, she, from start to finish was, was the most consistent athlete. I mean, she, she, she won that, that overall globe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just because, you know, Royceland didn't really race. It was, it was because of, you know, 
Simone, Simone won. It was, it was a really great, great solid season. About two thirds in after the world championship, she started to be like, okay, if she's still going to yeah. lose it, then she's going to have to have some really bad races. And I think yeah. she had a couple where I think that's actually uh, what made her so strong that her bad races were still you mm-hmm. know, top sixes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she was still scoring good points on days that it didn't really work for her, which is probably a difference with previous seasons where, you know, she'd mm-hmm. be 65th or whatever on the sprint and mm-hmm. not go to the pursuit and not have points there. Yes. Yep. So, Well, and speaking of when things got a little wobbly, maybe a little late, was uh, Viewer made a late charge. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the the champ uh, I put maybe a, a tiny bit of fear in her at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because with the, with the two late wins and ended up second in the overall. And I think mentally, even I had thought that that era of her was sort of over. And I thought she was more in the, the metal chasing part of her career. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice to see her, uh, have another really great all around season. Yeah. I just, I see it quite the opposite where, you know, yeah. as she ages, can she still keep, keep up ski speed wise, but I mean, ski tactics and, and, uh, mental aspect of shooting and mm-hmm. just experience just, make such a difference right and then uh yeah she's always been a, a fast shooter and uh mentally strong so mm-hmm. yeah and speaking and, of and that's the other thing oh yeah you're probably going to say the same thing where no no you everybody say, you was say. crossing their fingers with yes. lisa vitozzi at the yeah. start of the season and she yeah. uh she definitely turned a corner there during the off season last year do you think that was the most celebrated story last year I think so many people were. No, happy I don't to think so. Her. Yeah, I think it was a quietly celebrated. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wanted to point. say nobody, anything because yeah. everybody's <laughs> like, "I don't want to jinx it." Yeah, just hold right? your breath. So, yeah, yeah. But no, I think you're right. It, it's, uh, especially <laughs> by athletes, I I think at yeah. some stage in their career they'll they'll have gone through the same or at least something similar. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody was feeling their pain and just hoping that uh, she'd found a way to get over it. So yeah. Right. I mean, you see other athletes do it too. I think, uh, was it the Tokyo Olympics where Simone Biles, you know, who was like, Tokyo British- was in 1968, I think. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't recall that. Uh, who was uh, uh, going to, <laughs> but, um, you know, she was like, you know, the greatest, the greatest gymnast ever. And she couldn't, couldn't finish, uh, her routine. So, um, you know, it, clearly you can, you can just get into this, this mental headspace. And it was great to see mm-hmm. her conquer it, which is what she did. Mm-hmm. It was a great season, right? It's just, it's just fun. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think. I thought it had been so long since we had seen her shoot well prone that I thought it was just mm-hmm. sort of like, I don't who can who can battle back from that. Yeah. Well, and on the other side of the spectrum, uh, we had, of course, the absence of Tiralakov, and then at some point mm-hmm. the announcement that was it wasn't right at the beginning, right? That uh, she announced her retirement. That wasn't was. Around the world championships, Ekhoff, yeah, which are still, I don't know. It's it's one of those people you actually miss, yeah, because you're always looking out for that smile and and yeah. Um, same with with uh, Jacqueline, like you, yeah, because he can always do something non typical, yeah. So you, those are just the characters you kind of always keep an eye on and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't know what the status is for her now. If she uh, 
has at she's, least calm, calmed down, so to speak, on a personal level. But uh, <laughs> well, she's commentating for for Norway now, right? Is she? Yeah, yeah, for Norwegian TV. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think because she intangible to get talked about it because they're thick as thieves again. So, um, uh, they talked about it how it's going to be weird having her best friend be a commentator. Um, hmm. Intangible was actually she was she was being you know, very thoughtful about saying how, you know, she doesn't mind it at all because Ekoff has been through all of it. So she's not going to say something right. Mm -hmm. That is going to be harmful. It's going to be coming from a place of, Hey, I've done it, but I've been there too. So, well, and it must hurt for, for Ekoff not to be Mm -hmm. like, it may be a relief for her to, to have it off her shoulder, but at the same time, you know, it's a world that she lived in for so long. So to be still part of that in a different Mm -hmm. way is, you know, hopefully good for her. So, and I, I can't imagine that um, that she'll be a fun commentator for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to need to. Uh, so I don't know how it is in other countries, but um, right, I, at least in the states, there are certain words you cannot say on live TV. So, um, and there's like a, a a button that they hit to to dump the audio if somebody says something like that. So uh, if she was commentating in the states, there would have to be somebody sitting with their finger hovering right over the button because <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. Yeah, no, that's true. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, would be fun. Makes me wish. <laughs> it makes me wish I understood Norwegian and I could uh, I could get those live streams. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. I've, I've thought of many times for different reasons, but yes. uh, yeah. Um. And, and and you mentioned retirements. Retirements were a big part of the story last year on the women's side, right? Mm-hmm. Eckhoff and Roisland and uh, uh, Herman Wick and uh, Annie Chevalier Boucher, and there it seems like they were a disproportionate number of retirements on the women's side yeah. last year. Although it feels feels that that way every year, though. I know it does. Yeah, yeah. Right, but- and yet there's still more. Right, there's still more yeah. more talented young women coming up. Um. And then, oh, this is the other thing I was going to mention. We talked about you know top overall contenders, and we didn't talk about Elvira because she uh, she started strong and then got sick, and that was sort of it. Uh-huh. And I can't remember when it was that she got sick. Was it Christmas or or shortly early, early. after? Yeah, yeah. And she just never recovered. And it's not like she was slow, but she just was not. Yeah, it wasn't. Elvira. It wasn't yeah. Uh, we were kind of hoping of Elvira the previous season, and then a yes. little more. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that just wasn't what we saw. I mean, she shot really well. I think it was her best shooting season ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just did the Swedish preview, and so I still got their stuff pulled up in front of me. It was she shot eighty eight point six percent overall, um, which is really good, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when a couple of years ago it was eighty two percent. So, um, and it, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad season. She still had three wins. Um, a whole host of you know top fives, but every year now for the next decade, she's going to come into the season as one of the favorites. Um, yeah, so wasn't quite one of those. And then it's going to be every year too. Is is she going to beat Hannah? Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, and, and and I think that she still finished decently in the what she was. She was fifth overall, and Hannah was seventh overall. But when I mm-hmm. think back to last season, I think Hannah had a better year because I think Hannah got a couple of uh, uh, world championship medals and um, just seemed to be figuring in more of the more of the competition and more of the races. But um, 
you know, I'm sure I'm sure they have a, a sisterly rivalry, but I, I'm sure I make more of it than than, than they do. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's kinda it's gonna it's be hard. hard to know, right? You just assume yeah. because they're sisters that um it's friendly underneath, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think we see with with like J T Bo and Tarya Bo, like they they appear to have a genuinely brotherly affection, right. and they right right, and so you, you hope that they've got a, a similar sort of relationship. The right. Claude brothers as well have a have a very good relationship, right? So so good that they uh, <laughs> send one to the Belgian team. Yeah, we kick, kicked him out. They they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> said nope, get out of here, man. Yeah. Or maybe they were being friendly. Maybe they were saying, you know what? There's only so many spots on the French yeah, team. Yeah, so Let's why don't you up. go over there and uh, you know, and just do something nice for for the Belgians? Yeah. So just starting to think about the upcoming season. Um, I've had these sort of thoughts that have been kind of rattling around my brain for the last month or so. And uh, RJ, I shared them with you. Just wanted to get your take on them. Um, we haven't talked about these yet. Uh, one of these, actually, I look back at my my notes from uh, this same episode from last season. It's the exact same question I asked. So, um, <laughs> And uh, so I guess we'll see if we have a different take on it this year than we did last year. But um, all right. And then I, and then and then we'll let this, you know, as usual, just take us off in every different direction. So oh, it will. <laughs> yep. Um, so number one, the Norwegian women. We have talked a lot about how the Norwegian men, by and large, are stronger and deeper than the Norwegian women. Um, they, you know, the they obviously the Norwegian women have won a couple of Crystal Globes recently. Um, and uh, but it seems that with the retirements of Ekhoff and Roisland, like is the next generation of Norwegian women ready? So you look at the men and they are just stacked, right? They're they're just filling up the top ten, and then you go down to the IBU Cup and they're filling up the top ten, and then you go down to the juniors and they're filling up the top ten. So the Norwegian men, no worries. You look at the women's side, who's gonna be next? Is this generation of Norwegian women ready to ready for the pressure? Are they ready for prime time? Yeah, because well, the thing is, Tandrevolt is sort of the the top dog. But I, if I'm very honest, I don't see her as a globe contender. Mm-hmm. I think somebody, she's somebody who can win any race at any time. I just don't see that consistency um, in both her. I mean, she's not the fastest skier to begin with. For for the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with, sh- with shooting, but also shooting speed, I just don't think unless she's made huge jumps this season or sorry, this off season, I just don't see her as a competitor for the globe. And then I think the people that have been in that team in the last couple of seasons, excluding Roisland and, uh, and Tyrrell, I just don't see that either. So I do think that they have a couple of very young athletes that will get a chance at the World Cup this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, being young, we're going to have to see how that fans out. But I would not be surprised. Like last year, we had. Uh, I I keep thinking of her name as Lou um, on the French women's team. Mm-hmm. Jean was also. Yeah. Uh, super young and did really well. And, and I kind of have a feeling that uh, some of the older girls on the Norwegian team will have to worry about their 
their spots because I think there's enough talent behind that group that could uh, start pushing. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good, really good point. I don't, so gonna... I don't think they're ready for like like a top ten on the sure. overall globe, but I I do think that um, they can start pushing for the top of the team. I yeah yeah yeah. So so I'm gonna uh, take both of those things on. Not I actually agree with them. So when I think of like your your overall contenders, I agree. I see there's like a top group, and then I think Tangervold sort of in the next group behind them. So she'll finish middle pack of the top 10, maybe even fourth or third overall, but I just don't know if she has the consistency like Simone did last year mm-hmm. to to just continue. And you mentioned this for Simone, even those bad races, instead of, instead of tumbling further down, but to just be able to get sixth, right? To be able to get seventh and still accumulate a decent number of points so you're not losing right. much ground. Um, you know, and, and so I guess we'll see, right? We'll see if she's able to improve the shooting. I think that's kind of been the thing that's held her back a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, we'll see if she can. I, I just, I think that the, the women's field is so deep right now that it's mm-hmm. just going to be, it's really hard for me to say that she's definitely going to be one of the, one of the top, you know, three or four, five. I don't know. We'll see. I'll have, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll hold on that. I agree with you on the other part too, right? So I think that, you know, you look at someone like Edeline or, or Knoten, um, uh, Femme Steinebeck, these women, they're 26, 28 and 28. Um, and then behind them, they've got, uh, Arna Clive, who's 24, Kirkaidi, Kirk, Kirkaidi, Kirk yeah. yeah, who's 20 and, uh, Marta Croxton Johansson, who's, uh, just 24 as well. So, and I could see each of those three women, you know, coming up again like you mentioned are those three gonna just by just by moving to the world cup are they gonna be fighting for you know top 10 in the overall probably not but i think at some so point I have a jordan they, question for you yeah okay tandrevold will be the best norwegian at the end of the season yes or no yes yes she will now so ask me i would say no she, oh you think no yeah you think it's going to be one of the young girls, one or of the, the, like Arna Cliver, the new girls, yeah. yeah. So I still think yes for this season, but if you were going to say uh, Tangervold is going to be the best in three years, I would say no. I would say that mm. I would say that you one of those three behind her is going to is going to leapfrog up. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. I, I just think that I I. I of those, so then I look at, at that group, that younger group of that three, do I see one of them being an overall contender someday? It's probably too early to tell. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but then how that do gets you feel in, about, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Ask. No, I was going to jump to the Swedish team, but. Uh, That's exactly what I was going to say is that sort of gets into, you have to then look at how do you feel about the Swedish team or the French team or the Italian team or the German team? Right and uh, yeah, but I I I think the Swedish team is a bit similar in the sense that although they have the Oberg sisters who are probably going to be the top two, yeah. But then there's also a couple of athletes who's who've been around a long time. But then we have uh, forgot her name, but the girl that won the IBU Cup last year, mm-hmm. um, and it was I think two or three others mm-hmm. that were the high Tilda up. Tilda Johansson, and then Sarah we Anderson, still have uh, yeah. Stina Nielsen. Yep. Right. Who was a little bit on a, uh, 
I don't want to say sidetrack, but it's probably not, wasn't the season she would hope for last year, but nope. so she could still, you know, she has another year on her belt with, uh, with shooting. And uh, even though the skiing is not what it was when she was racing cross country, but mm-hmm. I mean, she's still a fast skier, right? So the, the potential still there. Yes. Yeah. So and, I think there are two. And we she could, could totally some, unlock it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We could see some younger and younger, not just in age, but younger in biathlon. Um, yeah. Could start pushing the uh, Anna Magnuson and Pearson and uh, um, Borson. Borson. And there was an, is it Scott time? Is she? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. But that, I think that's an interesting thing where, I think making another jump to the French team, I think there's uh, more questions about how is uh, Justine yeah. Préjaboucher coming back? Yep. Can Julia Simon repeat her um, season from last year? Can can they coexist Lou, together? Uh, continue her increasing performance mm-hmm. and, you know, hopefully mental strength is a bit better because I think one of the last races she was in the lead until the last shooting and then kind of mm-hmm. um, lost it there. But um, so I, I don't know if there's more pushing from, from the, from coming in from IBU, but I think that's also a very interesting yeah, dimension. Right. And then I don't know if the situation about the stolen credit card information or whatever that was, uh, if that's been solved, but uh, yeah. there seemed to be a bit of a rift between, Justine Bréjaboucher and uh, Julia Simon. Yes. I, I would say that's not going to be a comfortable team. I, those coaches right. are going to have their hands full. And I don't even know if uh, Julie um, Bréjaboucher even has a guaranteed spot. Or yeah. I'm assuming if you're completely out for, for a year. Yeah, might take which a little time I also to come think back. she hasn't trained an awful lot. Yeah. If you look at the whole year, then it's going to be interesting to see. A uh, quick side note: Have you watched? Have you been following Baiba Vendika on on uh, on Instagram I'm at all? Not, no. So go check it out. So she, her son was just born, uh, first half of September, and uh, so she's been documenting her training, getting back onto skis and everything, and it is, it is pretty remarkable. I watched I watched my wife, you know, go through the whole recovery process after giving birth twice now, and look, this is <laughs> the most incredible thing a human body can do. I do not know how she is up and doing what she's doing right now as a as a professional athlete. Can you Any, picture her lying still? No, of course not. Right, she has to be moving. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just it's just wild. So there's actually a guest we uh, we didn't mention. We, we are you right that we, we had this right. summer? Yeah. yeah. Um, do you know is she planning on participating she's planning on coming back? Yep. At, yeah. Okay. So but even this not, season, the end of maybe the season, maybe not or? first trimester, but hoping for a second trimester. Oh wow. Um, and uh, I don't think she's planning on coming to Canmore or Soldier Hollow just because of traveling mm. with the infant. Yep. But um, yeah, but that's disappointing for us personally. But. I just envision her with the uh, ski bu- or what do you call those uh, those trailers <laughs> on <laughs> skis buggy, behind yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, getting back to the French for a minute, but yeah, they they do have some top tier talent. I think uh, they had number two and number three in the IBU Cup last year, and. Sophie Chaveau was was coming up as well, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll be interesting. At some point, there's going to be a whole like a 
Well, we talked about this earlier when we talked about retirements. Just it seems like the women always have more retirements and that there's always just more talent mm-hmm. pushing up from from the bottom. And and uh, I think again, this is just another case of it. It seems like, you know, we could go over to the 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 Italian women and how they've got uh Rebecca Passler and Anna or uh, Hannah Ockenthaler and uh mm-hmm. you know, there are a couple others that are that are in their early twenties who are pushing Samuela Comola, who's, you know, now been on the IB or the World Cup for a couple of years, who's only twenty five, but um you know, they, they, they sort of have a bunch pushing up from behind. Now, for the Italian, Have you read different. anything about that? About what? Because I know that, um, like, last year they had this weird assignment mm. of they had Lucas Hofer and uh, Vera yeah. in yeah. one group. And then, because yeah. they weren't, well, they're not anticipating going to the Olympics anymore. Yeah. So, remember so that? yeah, now it's interesting because... I think we're getting close enough to those Olympics, right? That I think that Vera is not ruling it out. And she and Vitazzi are now in the same group. So they're, they're in, in one group. And then there's another bigger group. That's like the, the 2026 group. And that's like Comala, Passler, Akintaler. Mm. And, and there are, there are seriously, there, there are like 15 women in that group. So, um, and I think, you know, there are a handful that you can probably guess who are going to, who are going to be, the top out of it, but yeah, it's just, they're all so young. You have no idea, right? I mean, well, yeah. Well, already this sport is so unpredictable. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so that was actually going to be one of the, one of the, we we're just talking about this, but uh, of all of those groups, who do you think is, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the way I phrase the question a little bit in the in the outline. So I think I've put who is the most exciting. Who do you think is gonna have the most interesting season personnel wise? Like as far as moving parts, do you think it's gonna be the Norwegians with more young women coming up, or do you think another team is gonna have more? Like the Germans are gonna have more coming coming in and out. Hmm. I think Germany will be pretty stable. Other than with projects, um, I don't know. Do we, do we know how she's doing? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, I, I I saw that she ran the the like the preseason races, but I haven't seen anything else. The men. Oh yeah, but let's talk women first. Um, yeah. I I am. It's actually. Sorry. Can I ask you something else first? Please. Yeah. So, I'm going to name an athlete. Mm-hmm. And based on just some data, I want to know if you think this athlete's going to improve this season or decline. Sure. Yeah. Born in 1993, mm-hmm. has almost 300 starts under okay. her belt. Okay. Um, has won a <laughs> world championship, a couple of silver medals or bronze medals. Okay. Uh, almost 20 World Cup podiums. Won one discipline globe. Whoa. It was ranked 10 last year. But, you know, given that she's from 1993, not is the she youngest gonna, is anymore. Is she going to get better or is she going to get worse? Yeah. It's hard. So so my gut says get worse or stay the same. But I think that the last couple of years, we've I mean, we've just seen some of the top women be in their early to mid 30s. So there's always mm-hmm. a chance. <clears throat> um, cause I, I, I did not see Herman Wick having the season she was going to have, but of course that's a different, 
Yeah. Well, maybe not. But when she was like 34, Roisland was was at her peak, right? In her early 30s, Eklund or Eklund, Ekhoff. Um, so Vir has, you know, early 30s. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I need to move my peak age window back for women. I don't know. I would say she's probably at the peak that she's going to have, though. Do you know who I'm talking about? I have no idea who you're talking about. Now, now, I, now I'm going to ask you, how do you think Lisa <laughs> Hauser is going to do? <laughs> oh, she's going to do great. <laughs> <laughs> Improve? At least six wins this year. Yeah. So, uh, uh, <laughs> um, improve. That's that's tough. So maybe modestly. I think last year was a little bit of a, a smoke and mirrors. I think I think ten looks better than it really was because she had those two wins early on in the year. Um, but mm. then she, it was basically every time she had a chance to win, which was twice, she won, and then she didn't right. really finish any other high finishes. So um, I think she might be more consistent but also maybe only have one win. And so I don't know if that'll be necessarily be a better year, but a more consistent year. I think that's what I'll say. See, I, I don't know. No. If the... I was going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to reverse it back to you. Do you, this is another, like the, the, uh, the tangible question you asked me is how's there going to be the best Austrian women at the end of the season? Or is it going to be our, I'm, I'm going to say podcast yes guests? for the reason that, that there's a number of younger athletes pushing, but I don't think one of those yeah. stands out enough to say that she's going to beat Hauser. Okay. You don't think on a gun, I don't think it will there. be by yeah. a big difference. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think, I think on Gondler will not, I don't think she's going to take over this year, but I think in the next couple of years, she'll be, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, but yeah. I, I, it's especially the success of the Austrian relays without yes, Hauser. I know. Yeah. That made me, uh, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I just you're feel not, that you're not Hauser... making me happy right now. <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. Well, I, um, Spe- I didn't specifically mention her, but I well, I did actually. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anna Magnuson is also somebody that I, I don't necessarily see get any better. Yeah, I know. so we may. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe might be. You know, on uh, the other hand, on the other hand, now now that our expectations are set sufficiently low, maybe we'll just be celebrating maybe. all year. Right. It'll just be, a bit. it'll be one giant celebration. You know, every every Sunday yeah. night we'll be cracking open a beer and um, <laughs> toasting the the great <laughs> not, successes not sure of about that, but, uh, Lisa Hauser and Anna Magnuson. Yeah. And then, um, is there any other team that that? Uh, comes I'm curious to mind? about the the Czech the Czech women. Um, I think I was pretty high on them last year with Davidova and Jaslova had a really great year and Vobornikova was coming up and um, I think that in and maybe I was a little bit a little bit too excited about our interview with Egol Yaland but um, I was I, I was pretty high on them having a good year but so we'll see kind of uh, uh, if they are kind of where what direction they're going all the coaches mm-hmm. seem to be pretty excited in a couple of interviews I read but we'll see. And then the other one was the, the Swiss team to see if uh, see what's what's happening there. It's not so much a youth movement. It was sort of like um, a lot of women just sort of refound their their right. prior strength and 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 how much you know Hartveg talked about the new uh, camaraderie mm-hmm. within the team. You know how much that played a role. So um, yeah. But they, do you do you know? Are there a couple of younger Swiss Swiss 
female athletes that are kind of held back because there's no spots for them? Mm. Or do you think there's not much pressure from, from behind younger athletes? I think Amy Becerra is already there. Um, right. right. I think she's, she's, I would say established on the, the world cup mm-hmm. team uh, behind her. Uh, Ana Yupe. Mm-hmm. But she's um, not young, right? Yeah, just just twenty four. Oh, okay. There are a couple. There are a couple that are in their their early twenties. I wouldn't say they're necessarily pushing upwards, though. I think they're kind mm-hmm. of. They're just they're too young. They're just not quite there yet. Yeah. 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 Other than. Tamara that. Steiner. Oh, we're talking. I'm, you're talking Swiss. I was looking at the Austrians. I apologize. I was when you said Yupa, because I, I know that there's a girl on the Austrian team that I always think that she's yeah, fairly yeah, yeah. new and young, yeah. and she's always she's been around a lot longer than that. Yeah, I, no, no, no. You, you, you clearly, you clearly asked Swiss, and I was thinking Austrian. I'm stuck on Lisa Hauser. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Becerga, Leah Meyer. Um, I don't, I don't know. If there's a whole lot of other youth right. right now, so to speak. But how do you feel about the German team? Uh, I think Hannah Kabinger is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. She came on our podcast. How could she be anything other than that? And do you think uh, Vogt will? Yeah, good question. Live up to her potential. I don't. Do you? I don't know. I I, um, I do yeah 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 sophomore slump yeah that and and I think she just really needed to find like yeah it's you know it was fairly clear that um, she was shooting slower than the competition mm-hmm. but she was all also shooting very very strong yeah and I don't know maybe they focused a little too much on shooting faster mm-hmm. and maybe it's okay to you know be one of the slower shooters but if your season average is 90 percent, then that might be enough to still go with so I'm, I'm just really curious to see if she's sort of found herself as in you know what type of shooter am i maybe naturally just not the fastest and that's okay mm-hmm. yeah and i think we and talked about her year. skiing we, we've seen that she yeah. can go with the fastest skiers yes yeah. Um, but can she do it the majority of the season? Yeah. Yep. I think that'll be the key. And, uh, you know, we, we talked with Kavinger about this, and I mentioned to her that in the races that she ran, right, over that period, she had the – she averaged the 10th most points. So, right, so mm. it, you don't know what she would have done with the extra trimester of racing, but in theory, right, she should have been at least around the top 10 for right. the overall. Um, yeah. Behind Selena Groshen has has all the talent in the world, um, and she's right. only nineteen, and she's she looks to be joining the World Cup team this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of other young women that that you know are in their early twenties: Spark, Castle, Braun. Uh, uh, I think there are a couple of juniors like Poof and or they, Puff, they must P-U-F-F. be getting some of those must be getting a a chance to right right. That's what I was gonna say. It's Tom Tomheimer Fichtner. These women are all in their early twenties, right? And they're, I think, at some point that your women like Hatik Waltz and Anna Vidal are going to lose out on some starts 
to start cycling them in just to because they're, they're, well, they're so I'm really cheaper. curious to see. I don't even know if Preutz is going to be on the A team right off the bat. That's but a question, right? How much how much patience will they have if she, you know, either yeah. gets an injury or, um, or I think last year she was more sick than an injury, but um, yeah, you know, if she's not performing, where where do they say you know what well, we're going to give some of the young ones a a shot here? Right, and I don't know. I'm not suggesting that that would be the end of Preutz, but you know, give her a chance after... on the IBU Cup to try to figure it out. I guess I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I remember just there's just so much. There's so much on the German team to like. Yeah, it's so young, so mm-hmm. especially Celine which Kirsch. is really interesting because you know, two three years ago when they had um, Hint and uh, and Preutz, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. seemed like a really strong but older team and yeah. people seem to be worried about younger athletes coming up and yeah now it's almost like the older think, ones are holding back the young ones because yeah well when you look at the team and Preutz is the old one and she's 29 yeah right and and Kavinger and like you said like that's pre-peak time yeah Kavinger's gonna be 26 this year uh-huh. so it's uh and 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 that would put her I think it's like the second or third oldest on the world cup team mm-hmm. She just got there. <laughs> like, wow, well, Folk is still so young too. She's twenty six, also. Think. Yeah, so it's like yeah. there's there's all sorts of future in front of them, and there's still mm-hmm. the next generation behind them is still is pushing up. So, yeah, uh-huh. that could be pretty strong. Um, moving over to the men, and uh, I, I think that uh, I don't know if I have quite as many questions about the the men, mostly because I kind of want to talk to you about this with uh, Christian Wolf. Uh, at some point, but I, I find the, the in general the women's competition to be more interesting to to think about than the mm-hmm. men's, mostly because of JT Bo's just dominance. But um, it seems like for the Norwegian men, it, yeah. yeah, for the Norwegian men, it's more what happens behind. Like I would think JT Bo obviously and uh, Ligret and not sure about uh, the Bo brother, but Tarja, yeah, Tarja, yeah. But there's so many that there's always a chance if the first trimester yeah. you're not performing that you're and and that yep. means you know eighth in the World Cup <laughs> that they might just pull another one in right and and yes. I think that's yeah. in that sense other than the top two that could be leading to a lot of changes yeah that's a good point right but, I think Christensen's um, probably pretty solid in there but I think everybody else. Yeah, yeah, but Christian is also still like he had a strong season last year. Yeah, but yeah. he's also been a bit up and down. And he then, has, yeah, it's uh, not young. You can remind me the the guy that was really good the year before, Dalai. but then got kicked. Yeah, got kicked to the yeah the IBU Cup and well, <laughs> immediately kicked. But yeah, um, you know, and then who knows if Bucken's going to come back? And um, well, we had one of the Anderson brothers. Yeah. He was well, left off the team. I don't want to say he retired. gave up, but he yeah. kind of sounded like he just was done with the, the whole, you know, vying for top spot. And I, I have no idea about the situation, so I'm just speculating. But I can imagine that if you're in that situation, that it doesn't take much to feel like there's a, you know, favoritism or that kind of thing when there's, you know, 10 dogs vying for the bo- or fighting for the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable that he's probably, I don't know if you were to line up every male biathlete, right? He's probably one of the top 30 or 40 in the world. 
and uh, he's mm-hmm. he's out of biathlon because just the way it's set up, right? He can't just like unless right. he gets a passport for another country, he can't just join another team. Well, but you, you see the, the the ones coming up and and stir Yes, I know. He, yeah. I don't know if he won the Ibuke up, but he was really high up and um, Stromsheim and there's just and so much and, coming up yeah. and yeah. The German team, I don't have many hopes for, to be honest. I am shaking my head. I can nope. see uh, Dole win a race maybe once or twice. I can see uh, Roman Reese maybe win one. Philip Noroth yeah. maybe one. But I can't, I don't know, can't really see them being really in the mix. Yeah. It's hard, right? Because you got this whole group of guys who would be like really solid, like fifth or sixth or fourth or fifth or sixth man on the team. Mm. And uh, they're sort of being asked to be like the second or third strongest, which is hard. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I'm not familiar with any names that are coming up or. No, you have to go down a little ways. So, I mean, so yeah, Fratcher and Zobel are getting, they're not even young men anymore, right? I think Fratcher right. is like yeah. 29 and Zobel's 27. Eustace Strello is 26. Hmm. It's a great, uh, great shooter. I think he's got that, that prone streak still going, doesn't he? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, Kaiser was, uh, there you go. Benjamin Mintz. Uh, he was third overall in the juniors last year. Hmm. So he won a, gold medal in the uh, uh, Junior Worlds uh, individual. Hans Kellner sure. was uh, second in the juniors last year. Okay. Uh, so we got a couple guys. Be. Yeah. So but maybe, I mean, maybe it's, it's always that those guys are 19, 20 years old. Yeah. Yeah. They're well, not just and, and we know that, uh, you know, on the way younger, Side take up Matias now. So well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Going to take a couple of years, but uh, yeah, let's see what we see <laughs> in uh, in twenty twenty six in the junior ranks. It could be could yeah. be looking pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Though I think I think you can sort of make a comparison. It's not not apples to apples, but um, you know the the Germans and the Norwegian, where like the the German men are weaker than the the German women and the German women just seem to have talent for days. And then you mm. got the Norwegian men who have talent for days and the Norwegian women who, you know, they're stronger than the German men are right now, but they mm-hmm. just, you're kind of looking where's, where's the next group coming from. Um, <clears throat> we, we, we started talking about them. I don't know, three hours ago, but, um, <laughs> but you, uh, Samuelson and Ponsaloma. So, who do you think right now is the strongest of the two of them? I don't know. I'm I'm always going to go with uh, Samuelson. Yeah, I, I just yeah. think he's more consistent. Yeah. Um, where I think Ponsaloma definitely will win a number of races. Yeah. But I yeah, of the two, I just yeah you know, like like a, a bit like Julia Simon, where I can see Ponsaloma ending in 85th on the sprint, where. Samuelson will always be in the top twenty, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I was, I was, I was hoping you would say Ponsaloma just to be, just to, just to give me something to argue against. <laughs> well, you say Ponsaloma, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'll in make, that I'll, team I'll two, I don't argument. see much below it, though. 
No, yeah, I'll, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesper Nellen, and, and I think they have good enough racers to yeah. do okay in the in the relays. Mm-hmm. But Oscar Brandt was one of the athletes that seemed to be a lot of, uh, yeah, um, saw a lot of future in, and that hasn't come out to this point. But mm-hmm. he's, I think, he's still pretty young, right? Yeah, he's early twenties. Oh, no, Oscar is twenty-seven. Oh, twenty-seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I'm scrolling through their their juniors list, and hmm. Eric Larson. He uh won uh some he won a oh well his shooting isn't great but he uh he looked really good at the summer world champs I have that note written down. Yeah, and, and to be fair, he did. He won a couple medals at their summer world champ. At, not summer worlds, but at their summer national champs. Okay. Anton Iverson won a bronze medal at some point. Anyway, yeah, it's just not not a lot, not a lot there. So even like with the German men, you can look down at the bottom of the list. So you know, and the the youngest men and say, well, there's some bright spots coming up, but right. Samuelson and Ponsalama, they got to hold on for a while. And they're young guys, right? They're not old, so. But It's actually interesting that a lot of men's teams seem to be like that. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, you have QFM and, and uh, Jacqueline. Hopefully. And then, you know, the Claude brothers could be yeah. up there, but I don't know. They we'll still see. have to prove it for me. I I would agree. I think Fabian Claude has been has been really solid. I would not call him great at this point in his career. Right. Um. Per- Perot, maybe. We'll see. And it seems most other teams, they just yeah. have. I think. Know, I think the Italian, you know, the Italian team is obviously yeah. Giacomel. Yeah. But- We'll see what Hofer does this year. I guess uh, Switzerland has, well, two again. Yeah. Right, with Hardweg and, and Stalder. Stalder. Yeah. So, the the yeah. Austrians have a... <laughs> uh, that's, My guess is the highest average age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would say so, right? Because I think the teammates are not that young either. No, they're in their, their late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just looking through, actually. You know? So one team we haven't talked about yet at all, haven't mentioned them one bit, is uh, Team USA. And <laughs> and uh, I, I mention them now because they're actually, there is a chance that there's a really good generation for Team USA coming up. And and maybe I should move this up in the podcast because it's going to get buried in like the the fifteenth hour. But um, Campbell Wright made the jump from New Zealand over. He's twenty one years old. We've already seen some World Cup potential. One. Uh, uh, Sorry, G- when you say jump over, I thought he was just training with the U.S. team. But does nope. he actually? He is, uh... is going to be wearing the stars and stripes this year. Okay. Yep. And uh, so you know, and, and he won a, a junior sprint. Uh, uh, gold last year. Um, Maxime Germain uh, is 22 years old, won bronze in the same race, and had uh, a handful of uh, top tens on the IBU Cup last year. 
Vincent Bonacci uh, looked pretty solid. Vaclav Cervenka. I'm going to say Schumacher again, but yeah. I think he's a cross-country skier, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Bjorn, Bjorn Westervelt, right? The, these guys are all young. They're all in their early 20s, and they, they all right. had, had really solid seasons. So I don't expect anything of them this year on the World Cup. I mean, they'll race. Mm. And, uh, you know, Campbell Wright or Jermaine may have some, have some decent finishes. But I think three or four or five years down the road, I mean, this is a really solid group. With Where's American, uh, Paul Schomer? Uh, he is... So he had, a, he had a knee injury last year hmm. and uh, only raced a couple of weeks. Um, and then he had surgery in the off season and it, it looks like it's still bothering him. So he's not going to oh. start the year. Um, but, but Sean Doherty um, had a really solid year last year. Um, he's still only 28. He and, uh, and uh, Jake Brown will be back as well. So hmm. um, I, I, I don't, Again, I'm not. I don't want people to think I'm going to say that Team USA is going to be having some outstanding year, but I think <clears throat> it'll be better than it's been the last couple of years, especially for the men. Um, well, and having the Soldier Hollow weekend yeah. must give them a bit of a boost, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I can't imagine that it's uh, a place where a lot of other teams go to train because it's so far away. Yep. So, I don't know. Definitely some course knowledge. Well, and I think mostly range knowledge, right? Because that's... Yeah, yeah. Will matter the most. Um, yeah, I must say Team Canada is... Uh, I don't know. I mean, Christian Gao can surprise in races. Um, Adam Ronalds had a good year last year. And I think then we have a couple of... Uh, Younger ones trying to to make the A team as well. Is uh, Connolly is he going to bump up this year? Or is he still on the IBU Cup? I think he'll be there for the first weekend. Okay, uh, and I I think for the racers behind Adam Runnels and uh, Christine Gao, it's it's mm-hmm. going to be of uh, you know if they perform really well in the World Cup, they might stay on longer. Mm-hmm. If not, then. I think there might be a bit more focus on uh, performing well on the IBU Cup and then making the jump to the World Cup rather than participating sure. in the World Cup right away. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because even even if, you know, like Zach is is a younger athlete, fairly new to the World Cup. He's so 22. if he, yeah. you know, comes in 50th, I think that's a really good result. But yeah, I don't know as a racer if that's mentally really what you want to and then yes IBU is a lower level but if you can be uh you know on a podium or top six or top 10 even sure yeah that might might be better mentally yeah so I don't know that uh, we're gonna yeah hey I say even if you finish like 12th right on the on the IBU cup that's still like it feels a lot better maybe that feels like you're going for for a podium yes yeah you were in the race right you were there yeah yeah Yeah. so we'll we'll have to see but uh I will say I really like the Canadian women this year. Yeah, I I, I purely one of those feeling things, but I think Emma Lunder might have her best year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Last year was really good. And when we talked to her this summer, Mm -hmm. like it just seemed like she was in really good spirits. So I like, you can't, you can't take it. I know, but I just, I'm so, I'm so yeah, I, I literally the only time I saw her not in good spirits was yeah. when she had that uh, 
Oh yeah. Mixed relay with uh, Christian and I think Christian did really well. And then yeah. uh, Emma didn't have her best race and, and he gave her that big hug. Yeah. It's pretty heartbroken. Yeah. Which is, oh, that must be the, like coming in, in a low position is not great. Or, yeah. you know, when you lead like looted uh, in, in the last shooting and then you kind of screwed yeah. up. Yeah. But feeling like you screwed up a podium with, with your team, that must be awful. <laughs> and I mean, teams like Canada and the U S they on relays, everybody must have a top day to mm-hmm. yeah. be able to get on a podium. Right. It so it takes everything. Yeah. But, but I, I agree. I think that she's going to be great. Nadia Moser looked really solid last year. Yeah. I think that she's still coming up. Surprised me a bit in, yeah. a, in a very positive way. Yeah. I think, I think she's yeah. definitely on the, 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 the way up. Um, and there are a couple other women, uh, uh, Piper. We'll see. She's still mm-hmm. only 23 and got a lot of world cup racing last year. Um, Sarah Beaudry. Yes. Sarah Beaudry. I still really like Pascal parody. She didn't really race last year. She raced a couple of races on the IBU cup, a handful. She had, they were mm-hmm. all like top 25 finishes. And then she went to university. And I think she, that was kind of her focus for the year, but she's mm-hmm. like 20, 21 years old. So we'll see how, um, we'll see what, what she decides that she wants to do this year. Put it that way. Right. Um, but I just think that there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of talent on the, on the women's side that, you know, if, it really could, it could be a really good year. Well, and they've expanded their uh, their coaching, right? That uh, yeah. uh, uh, Helene, I think it was Jurgensen. I'm not sure. Uh, she was added to the staff. Um, so I I always think it's it's good to have a mix of men and women on the coaching mm-hmm. staff. Well, and they're going to have so. a new CEO. Uh, R.J. Weiss is going to be joining the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, but that is a concern that they don't have a CEO yet, right? Yeah. Um, maybe that doesn't have a direct impact on the results on the World Cup, but it can provide, well, it can cause instability and unrest, you know, when when mm-hmm. higher yeah. up leadership positions are not filled. Well, um, you know, and uh, funding could be affected by that, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, uh, and that and that can have a major impact if all of a sudden, you know, you're you're not adding that one extra sponsor or, um, yes, I don't know. it's yep. it, it, it's unfortunate that that uh, hasn't been filled yet. But uh, hopefully, it's just uh, dotting eyes and crossing T's, and this will yeah, be taken care of pretty soon. Know. But I can't say, like, it's I'm I'm antsy about the the building in Camor, the new building. Yeah. If it's going to be ready on time. Oh boy. But man, it looks yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't compare it to places in Europe because yeah. I've never been in stadiums there, but man, it's a gorgeous building. Yeah. Well, maybe it's still going to have that, that fresh paint smell when we walk in there. Yeah. Yeah. Or there was actually, I really hope a- that because the, there's <laughs> a, well, either there's only two levels, but really high ceiling and stuff, or there's going to be more. Yeah, but I really hope the press conference is going to be on the top. Oh yeah, the view would be amazing. I I would think so. Yeah, because they're also building it as a like it's obviously the Python Canada headquarters. I'm guessing, uh, but obviously the building for the for the World Cup. Yeah, but they're also trying to uh, to to rent it out for weddings and that kind of thing. 
to make I a bit think more you're viable. Struggling to be able to do that. And man, that's I, yeah. I can only imagine the demand for that place for weddings and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, we're anybody that we didn't mention. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were saying. Oh, sorry. So to anybody who, did, who we didn't mention, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, well, that's a that's a good way to end it. Uh, you know, nothing against the the Fens or the Slovenians or the Estonians. I don't think we got to you guys today. Um, but we're coming back. It'll either be you and me or you and me and Christian Wolf. Hopefully, he'll be able to join us on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we got more. I've got some games. It's gonna be great. Are you uh, kicking us off for now? Yeah, we're kicking us off for now. I think we're okay. at the uh, okay. two hour and 15 minute mark. One for, hour, 15 for those, mark. One hour, 15 for minute For those mark. few, I'll, I'll do the analysis part another time, but I did want to mention oh. that. Oh, oh, oh. For, no, if you got, for, if you got analysis, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm happy to do it. I just, I was running out of things to talk no, about. Let, with, we'll with, do another time if we sure? already have that much time. Um, what is it? But I was going to say, uh, Real Biathlon has made some changes to his setup for data. Yeah. And for those of you who have worked with the data in the past, you had to uh, download certain, let's say, athletes with certain stats for, you know, chunks of seasons. Yeah. Just the way he was set up. And, and he's changed that to uh, to basically all seasons together. And I've already downloaded some stuff that was way faster and, and easier to work with just because nice. of that to, to get the data. So big shout out to, uh, to Real Biathlon. Um, absolutely. And, uh, and Sterleholm Lagreitsky's on Matthews. There you go. And I don't think there's many athletes that, uh, ski on Matthews, but, uh, well, you know, he's an old soul. <laughs> yeah. So that'll wrap it up today. We will be back. We will chat with you more, uh, on Wednesday. Get excited. Uh, you've got, you've got very little time to listen to this before we're, <laughs> we're back in your ears again. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, and that's uh, for the upcoming season. Um, our our goal is to do similar what we did last year to yeah. uh, sort of review the uh, the season at the end, or sorry, the weekend mm-hmm. race weekend at the end of the weekend. Yep, post it probably Monday, Tuesday ish, and then yep. uh, do that for every weekend. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to watch every live race. Um, I'm I, having, you know, having, having just sleeping on the issues, which could be perfect for me with. Uh, not being able to fall asleep and just watching um, to have something to do, but um, I'm probably not going to set my alarm for three or 4 AM just to uh, being able to get some sleep when I can. So that's fair. Do it. Uh, I also, if it's a race that's at four o'clock or four thirty on the East coast, probably not watching it uh, live. I'll try to watch it later, but uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be here. We'll, we'll have, unless Claire's up and then you just need to rock her yeah, to sleep. And exactly. Right. Yeah, right. And make sure I feel she's so bad because I, <laughs> I keep calling her Claire, even though I know it's not her name. No, no, Alex, go, but, go uh, with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's her, it's her middle name, still her main name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I got you. All, All right, right, man. I'll talk to you in a couple good days. Day. Yeah, sounds good, man.